It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Monday, August 9th edition of the Heartland at Noon brought to you today by Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up on the program today, we'll have two high-profile candidates seeking election the next time we go to the polls in a federal election, which could happen this fall. Moose Jaw Mayor Fraser Tomey won the Conservative Party of Canada nomination for Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan on the weekend, and local lawyer Talon Regent will represent the NDP. We'll hear from both on this program today. Back to school already? It's that time of year. Supply lists are out and parents and students are getting back to school shopping done. And local school divisions are teaming up to offer the first rider program later this month. It's for the kids who will be riding a school bus for the very first time this fall. The new director of education for Prairie South, Ryan Bowen, will explain. We've got an update to a story we first broke on the weekend about a crash over on South Hill. Turns out the police were eyewitnesses on Lillooet Street. You see, they had turned on the lights and the siren to pull the vehicle over when it attempted to flee. That's when it crashed. We've got all the details coming up. And a whole lot more today on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash. Semis, farm equipment, RVs, or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel McElroy. The votes are in and Moose Jaw Mayor Fraser Tolmy has been declared the Conservative Party candidate for Member of Parliament in the riding of Moose Jaw, Lake Centre, Lanigan. Conservative Party voters decided last night between Tolmy and the other nominees, Brad Trost and Catherine Pollock. Tolmy says this has been something that he has been looking forward to for some time. Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, has been a passion of mine and, uh, you know, I'm very excited to, that we've been successful. I've had a very good team that's uh, supported me through this nomination process and and so it's been a group effort. Meanwhile, Talon Regent was officially named the NDP candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan over the weekend as well. Regent says people are looking for a change after the Conservative Party has held this writing for the past several elections. Pharmacare makes a lot of sense. Teeth are not simply luxury bones. Dental care makes sense. Optical and mental health care make a lot of sense too. And they look at the forest fires rampaging across the country right now and they think maybe we should be investing more money into staving off climate change. Regent was up against fellow Moose Javian Aaron Heidelbaugh for the NDP nomination. Rates for selling crushed concrete and crushed asphalt will be up for discussion during today's City Council meeting. During budget deliberations in December of 2019, City Council approved an annual program to recycle used concrete and asphalt by crushing it so it can be sold as aggregate. As of October 2020, City Hall had crushed 25,000 tons of concrete and 7,500 tons of asphalt. The recommended rates are $26 per ton for concrete and $28 per ton for asphalt. The province has changed the way they're looking to roll out COVID-19 vaccine delivery, focusing more on local outreach rather than mass vaccination clinics. Dr. Kevin Wasco, the Saskatchewan Health Authority's physician executive with Integrated Rural Health, says they hope it helps with the uptake. We really need to make it more convenient, and that means bringing the vaccine to people rather than expecting people to come to the vaccine. And that means that we go to places where people live work and play. Wasco adds that they are in a race against the Delta variant, which is becoming the dominant strain in Saskatchewan. Tomorrow, there will be a pop-up clinic in Mooshtaw at the East End Spray Park on 9th Avenue Northeast from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The clinic is offering both Pfizer and Moderna. 81 new cases of COVID-19 and 53 recoveries were added to the provincial tally yesterday, bringing the active case count up to 656. Of the new cases, 24 are in Saskatoon, 5 are in Regina, and 2 are here in the south-central zone. 56 people are currently in the hospital, with 11 of those in intensive care. The Assiniboia RCMP is asking for the public's assistance in solving two incidents of mischief. The police reported that two homophobic messages were written on sidewalks around town in two different instances. 
The first happened between noon on July 6th and 4 p.m. on July 7th on the 1000 block of 1st Street West. The second incident is believed to have happened between 7 p.m. on July 15th and 8.45 p.m. on July 16th on the 100 block of 4th Avenue West. Anyone with information should contact the Assiniboia RCMP or Crime Stoppers. 81 new cases of COVID-19 and 53 recoveries were added to the provincial tally yesterday, bringing the active case count up to 656. Of the new cases, 24 are in Saskatoon, 5 are in Regina, and 2 are here in the south-central zone. 56 people are currently in the hospital, with 11 of those in intensive care. And the city of Moose Jaw is letting motorists know that a section of Diefenbaker Drive will be closed beginning today for paving. Crews will be paving from Thatcher Drive East to Lancaster Road, excluding both intersections. The contractor will provide local traffic access to the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital and other local businesses. The construction is expected to wrap up next week by 10 p.m. on Friday, August 20th, weather permitting. The city asks that drivers not park on the street, obey all signage, and use caution in construction zones. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermoosejaw.com. And now, your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 41 points, the Dow Jones is down 73 points, the Nasdaq is up 23 points, and the Canadian dollar is down to 79.54 cents U.S. Canada Border Services Agency is asking for patience at land crossings as the border reopens to non-essential travel after 17 months. Canada is again allowing U.S. citizens back into the country, provided they've been fully vaccinated. A labor dispute between the federal government and border agents was resolved last week, easing fears of extensive delays. Police in Montreal are reporting the city's 16th killing of the year. They say a 22-year-old man has died after a shooting last night in the Villaray district in north-central Montreal. Attempts to revive the victim were unsuccessful, and police say that he died at the scene. If NHL players participate at the 2022 Beijing Olympics, Canada will be led by Tampa Bay Lightning head coach John Cooper. Now, while the NHL has released a version of this season's schedule that includes an Olympic break, a decision on whether players will go to Beijing is still pending. And comedian Kathy Griffin says she's in good spirits after having a part of her left lung removed following a recent cancer diagnosis. Griffin announced she had cancer last Monday, saying she only learned of the diagnosis a few weeks prior, adding she has never smoked. And that is a look at your national news. I'm Derek Craddock. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Well, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are off to a good start. The Riders scored early and often and hung on for a 33-29 win over the BC Lions on Friday night at a sold-out Mosaic Stadium. Saskatchewan was up 14-0 after one quarter and held a 32-9 advantage at halftime and then hung on for the win. Head coach Craig Dickinson said it was an emotional game and a big win for the team. I told the guys in the locker room before the game to just embrace it and soak it all in, you know, the the emotion of being out there again, the, the feeling of all the fans. And, you know, I felt myself getting emotional during the national anthem and I just went with it. You know, it was, we, we waited a long time for this. So I was glad to see that the guys um, got a chance to soak in the energy of the fans, hopefully give a little love back to the fans. And then I thought we came out really focused and played well in that first half. The Riders are at home again this week, hosting Hamilton on Saturday night. Also on the weekend, on Saturday, the Toronto Argonauts upset the Stampeders in Calgary 23-20. And the Ottawa Red Blacks beat the Elks up in Edmonton 16-12. The Tokyo Olympic Games wrapping up with the closing ceremonies yesterday. And Team Canada showing off a total of 24 medals. Our athletes won 7 gold, 6 silver, and 11 bronze medals. The Moose Jaw Canadians will finish off their Rambler Park Men's Fastball League regular season tonight with a game against the Little Black Bear Blues at Kaplan Field in Regina. The playoffs start later this week. And the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Boston Red Sox 9-8 yesterday, taking three out of four games in that weekend set. The Jays are 60-50 and on the season. And while they're seven games behind the first place Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East, they're just three games behind Boston and Oakland for a wildcard playoff spot. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Kind of nice to get a break from the heat, isn't it? I mean, 
We'll get some more before the end of summer, certainly. But cloudy skies today with a 60% chance of showers this afternoon. Risk of a thunderstorm. Officially, uh, up to midnight last night, we had uh, 2.6 millimeters of rain. And then we got more after midnight. So several meter uh, millimeters of rain, we'll call it. Several millimeters of rain soaking in here in Moose Jaw right now. And again, a 60% chance of more showers this afternoon. The high no better than 19 where the radar shows uh, not much precipitation in the local area, but there is some pretty good shower activity right along the U.S. border uh, west of Fife Lake right now. Tonight in the Moose Jaw area, cloudy, again a 60% chance of showers or thunder showers, then some clearing overnight. The overnight low 10. Tomorrow, increasing cloud through the morning, hazy again. The wind west 30, gusting to 50, and a high tomorrow of 20. Wednesday, mix of sunny cloud, windy again, the high 23. Thursday, mix of sunny cloud, 23. Friday, sunshine with a high of 26 degrees. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 25. Normal high at this time of year, 27. Normal low, 12. The record high for today set in 2018, just three years ago, 35 degrees. And the record low, plus 5 in 1982. Sun came up at 542 and goes down tonight at 833. This hour, Moose Jaw, cloudy, 19 degrees. Regina, 18. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 17. Rock Glen, Coronac, 20. Swift Current, 14. Elbow, 18. David Sawatris, 18. Once again, Assiniboia, 17. Regina, 18. And with the wind northwest at 8 and the relative humidity at 56%, it's 19 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Scattered showers from southern into east to central portions of Saskatchewan today will cause a little bit of excitement out there, but we're still not looking at large volumes of rain, and it looks like a drier and warmer scenario will set up for later this week. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. The weather pattern is going to be unsettled yet for another day or two. We have showers out there today that are going to occur near and south of the Highway 1 corridor, and then we'll also also see some scattered showers throughout a fair amount of eastern portions of Saskatchewan. So most of this precipitation will occur from Lake Diefenbaker over towards the old Cornac and Kamsack areas and everybody to the south will have at least a little bit of a risk of shower and thunderstorm activity. This is not going to be a broad-based generalized rain by any means, but we will see some precipitation occurring across parts of the region and every bit of it will be welcome and we're expecting that to help hold the temperatures down a little bit today. As we go forward through time, the afternoon temperatures are going to be uh, mostly in the 20s across the region. There will probably be some warmer conditions around, but we're not expecting it to be very uh, widespread, just simply because we're going to have a lot of cloud cover around for a a fair amount of the day today. The precipitation, though, like I said, will probably concentrate near and south of Highway 1, and there will be some east-central areas of the province that will see some uh, precipitation. Moisture totals in this first 24 hours will likely run from 3 to around 8 millimeters. There will be several RM districts in the far southwest and maybe a handful in the southeast that will likely see upwards to 15, maybe even as high as 19 millimeters. But I don't expect that to happen very often or certainly not going to be widespread. Now, the rest of the province to the north will see a few spits and spats of moisture, but there's not going to be any meaningful moisture until tomorrow. Now, there's a frontal system that comes along tomorrow that helps to generate a little bit of rain, and this will come in uh, and impact most other areas that are north of that line from Lake Diefenbaker over towards the Yorkton area. And we'll look for trace amounts upwards to around six or seven millimeters occurring across those areas. It'll be a fast-moving frontal system, so the precipitation will not accumulate very well. So if in the far northwest, you probably aren't going to get much meaningful precipitation. Temperatures will be in the 20s both today and tomorrow. There might even be a couple of upper teen degree readings tomorrow afternoon, just simply because the cloud cover and the cooler air coming in and the rain. It will look for temperatures to start to warm up again as we go forward through the end of this week and into the weekend. But before that happens, there may be a reinforcing shot of cooler air. And a cool high pressure system will be present as we get into Thursday and Friday, resulting in some temperatures at night maybe slipping back to some upper single-digit readings. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. 
the all-new MacDon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original Flex Draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the MacDon FD2 Flex Draper. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland Connect, Frazier, and Bow varieties. Bids are at a five-year high for harvest bids, starting at $6 per bushel in select delivery periods. That's $6 per bushel. Harvest pricing for malt barley into Bigger Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1306-948-3500. That's 1306-948-3500. Call today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Road Report on this program for Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Two rehab projects underway on the Trans-Canada Highway on the westbound lanes. Regina to Moose Jaw, so give yourself some extra time. You'll need to reduce your speed for two stretches of highway for quite a stretch, apparently. Uh, And you might just see the snowbirds flying into Moose Jaw today. I see on social media they took off from Abbotsford this morning after performing at the air show there on the weekend. Fueling up in Calgary before making their way back home. Chances are you'll uh, see or hear them flying overhead sometime this afternoon. And remember, a quick and easy way to know when your garbage is being picked up here in Moose Jaw is with the free Moose Jaw Live app. You'll get push notifications direct to your smartphone, so you'll never miss a day. It's free. It's in the App Store. It's the Moose Jaw Live app. Now today's Paul Martin commentary. It's being called the Great Resignation. A byproduct of the pandemic, many young people are quitting their jobs. Some say they're in pursuit of higher pay. That's most likely the Generation Z cohort. While millennials are seeking something that fits their value system a bit more closely. But experts say roughly one-third of young workers are on the move, and it's making it tough for employers, especially those in the hospitality sector where finding workers is an uphill climb. Another factor at play here, though, is the way we work. Many young employees say they like the flexibility and routine they developed while working from home during COVID. They want to keep working from home. But employers are working on their own plans for a full or partial return to the office environment. So rather than bend to the boss's edict, these workers are simply resigning. A year and a half of doing things differently has shown both workers and employers that systems can be changed. Who will win out in this tug-of-war, employees or employers, won't likely be determined for quite a while. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Mondays are special at Moose Jaw's Hillcrest Golf Club. You can play 18 holes for just $48, and that includes your power card. The Monday special every Monday, including holidays. For more information and to book your tee time, call the Hillcrest, 693-1921. Come to Church in the Park with Church of God Moose Jaw. On August 22nd, everyone is invited to the Crescent Park Amphitheater for one morning service at 10. Enjoy lively music, an inspiring message, and activities for the kids. Food trucks will also be on site. For more info, visit mjcog.com. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh, wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cash-back membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB.
Can you believe we're into week 12 already? On 15 weeks of winning on 800-CHAB. It's 15 weeks, it's 15 prizes, and a ton of fun along the way all summer long. You listen to CHAB weekday mornings between 6 and 9. That's the 800-CHAB morning show. For your cue to call and qualify. And if you do, you'll win a nice cold brew from our good friends at Tim Hortons here in Moose Jaw. And then qualify for the grand prize. Uh, And there are 15 weekly grand prizes. This time around, on Friday, somebody's going to win a patio party for six from Bugsy's Irish Pub. You'll get a $500 tab to have a little party with your friends and neighbors or your family if you so choose. It's 15 weeks of winning. It's brought to you by Bugsy's Irish Pub and Cranberry Collective Boutique, along with Tim Hortons and Fable Transport and the Rental Boys Leisure Toys and Deer Valley Golf and Devo's Car Wash and a whole bunch more. Here's how we qualified this morning. It was um, It was an adventure. It's wedding season, and a recent survey found out 7% of newlywed wives would like their husbands to get rid of these. What? C-H-A-B, good morning. Who's this? Diana. Diana. Wedding season it is, and that recent survey found 7% of newlywed wives would like to see their husbands get rid of these. Beards? Beards? No, but that's a great guess. Try again. C-H-A-B, good morning. Oh, how about uh, old underwear? Old underwear. <laughs> no. C-H-A-P, good morning. Good morning. It's Diana again. I got through. Okay. Um, mustache? No. Not beards. Not mustaches. C-H-A-P, good morning. Golf clubs. Golf clubs. No. No, that's a great guess, though. C-H-A-P, good morning. Hi, mustaches. No, it's not mustaches, not beards, not golf clubs. C-H-A-P, good morning. Girlfriends? No, no, that's not where we're going. <laughs> uh, that'd be a given if you're getting married, wouldn't it? Not beards, not mustaches, not golf clubs. C-H-A-B, good morning. Old cars? Old cars, no. Okay, it's not cars, it's not golf clubs, it's not beards, it's not mustaches, but 7% of newlywed women would like to see their husbands get rid of these. Let me give you a hint. Sports. C-H-A-B, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what do you think? Motorcycle. No, not motorcycles. Okay. Yeah, great guess, though. Motorcycles is a great guess. C-H-A-B, good morning. Yeah, old jerseys. Old jerseys, no, but we're getting closer. C-H-A-B, good morning. Baseball gloves. No, not baseball gloves. We're kind of in the neighborhood, though. C-H-A-B, good morning. Good morning. Um, Sports bags, like duffel bags. No, no, good try, though. C-H-A-B, good morning. Sports memorabilia. Sports memorabilia, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. They're trophies and awards. That's what, that's what newlywed wives want their husbands to get rid of. 7% say they'd like them to get rid of the trophies and awards. Sports memorabilia is, is, uh, is close enough. Who's this? Uh, Rob Gerard. Hey, Rob, how are you? Well, really good yourself, Kearns. Good, thanks. Hey, we got a cold brew coffee from Tim Hortons for you. And you're now entered to win that patio party for six from Bugsy's Irish Pub at the end of the week, my friend. Well, thanks very much. No, you're very welcome, Rob, and I'm pulling for you. Rob Gerard, one of the first kids I ever met when I moved to Moose John, 1973, at Queen Elizabeth School. Right there. We're still buddies. Way to go, Rob. Uh, congratulations. You got the Tim Hortons cold brew, and you're eligible to win that great party for six at Bugsy's Irish Pub. And again, we make the draw on Friday on 15 weeks of winning on 800 CHAB. All right, let's get to the news here. Uh, we were down to six active cases of COVID-19 earlier this month here in uh, the South Central Zone. But COVID is not going away. We're back up to 22 active cases in the local zone as of yesterday. Uh, we're down to 35 active cases in Regina, but there are 155 cases up in the Saskatoon zone. We have 656 active cases in the province right now, and a number of people are hospitalized. So COVID-19 hasn't gone away, despite the fact we've opened things up and we're getting back to that new normal. Uh, we're still being urged, if we haven't already, to get that first shot of vaccine. And if you've got your first shot, to get that second shot of COVID-19 vaccine. Big news locally, politics. Mm-hmm. 
The mayor of Moose Jaw, Fraser Tomey, has won the nomination to be the Conservative Party candidate in the federal riding of Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan. The vote concluded last night with Tomey ahead of former MP Brad Trost and newcomer Catherine Pollock. Tomey has plans to stay on as mayor until the time a federal election is called, as our Daniel McElroy found out when they spoke just a little while ago. Mayor Tomey, is it fair to say that uh, this is a, a step in your career that uh, you've hoped to achieve for quite some time now? Yeah, it's something that, uh, you know, has been a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited to, that we've been successful. I've had a very good team that's uh, supported me through this nomination process. And, and so it's been a group effort. So I'm very excited and, and uh, I get to celebrate with some really good people. So... It's hard to hard to say without um, without a specific election being called. We expect the writ any day, or it could be another couple of years. But uh, what are some specific issues in the riding and uh, the nation as a whole that you would, as our representative, seek to address? Well, I, you know, when I've been out uh, throughout the riding and visiting people, uh, what I what's been coming back to me is that people want to feel heard, and uh, we feel like we've been left out in the West. Uh, with uh, some of the um, policies that have been brought forward by the Liberal government. And, uh, you know, people want uh, uh, to see some change, and they want to feel part of Canada, not left out of Canada. Would it be fair to say, then, that uh, you believe that the the sentiments of Western alienation are are legitimate? Yeah, we've noticed that uh, throughout the riding, that uh, people are are very disenfranchised. and, And I think one of our... Uh, roles is to reestablish uh, the connection uh, between Ottawa and this riding. And, um, you know, we've gone through COVID and, and people feel uh, disconnected and, and that's been a challenge. Uh, so, you know, we want to get people reconnected. And so we're going to be going out and visiting with a lot of people uh, throughout the constituency to, um, uh, uh, you know, communicate, hear what they have to say and to be able to um, share how they feel uh, with those in Ottawa. What what then? Uh, what makes the Conservative Party the party for you? Because I mean, when talking of of making the western part of Canada heard and that sort of thing, people will typically think, well, that's the Wexit Party or or the Maverick Party. They're the ones pushing that. What makes this uh, this this these problems that you see something that the Conservatives can solve? Well, uh, you know what. I... I don't look at that as a, a Wexit party issue. I think it's a, it's a Canada-wide issue, and people want uh, representation in Ottawa. And so we are, you know, that, as candidates, that's what our job is. And uh, I, I'm a conservative because I, I believe in, uh, you know, fiscal responsibility. And, uh, you know, it's something that is very disconcerting. I, I have two young children, and I'm very concerned about what kind of debt load and, and potential future taxes they're going to inherit um, because of of the spending. And uh, I think that the Conservative Party is the right party to deal with these issues. And uh, that's why I'm running as uh, under the Conservative banner. Now, when describing the Conservative Party, often things that come to two phrases that come up are fiscal responsibility, which you already mentioned, and socially conservative views. Uh, Certainly here in Western Canada, there's a stronger base of social conservatives. Where do you lie on that spectrum of uh, social conservative views versus progressive views? Well, you're going to have to be a little bit more clear on, on some specifics. I, you know, I mean, uh, uh, social conservatism has a, has a broad spectrum here. So, I, you know, I'd like a little bit more clarity on what you're trying to for sure. Uh, I think things that often come up would be um, um, abortion or right to die legislation. One thing right now would yeah. be the um, the ban on conversion therapy that's that's um, been before the House for some time now. Well, you know what? I, I, I won't uh, hide that I am a pro-life uh, candidate. And uh, this riding, uh, when there was a leadership race, uh, did pick a, a pro-life candidate as their number one choice. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this this falls in line with, with where I'm at. In the last provincial election, we saw the more right-wing Buffalo Party cut somewhat into the establishment Saskatchewan Party. Do you have any concerns that the federal Maverick Party might cause a bit of a voter split among conservative voters here in Moose Jaw Lake Centre, Lanigan? You know what, we're going to work hard. And we're going to be going out and meeting people and winning their confidence. And uh, and you know what? I think it's going to be about being one-on-one 
And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day, uh, when the election uh, comes comes you know, to fruition and the results come in, uh, that the results will speak for themselves. But, uh, you know, my job is to go out and meet with the people in this, uh, this riding and this constituency. And I'm going to do that. In the meantime, he's going to continue as mayor until a federal election is called. More on that story on discovermoosejaw.com today. Talon Regent was officially named the NDP candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan over the weekend as well. The NDP holding their nomination meeting on Thursday night with voting continuing into the weekend. Regent and Aaron Heidelbaugh put their names forward for the nomination. And by Saturday morning, Regent had gained the candidacy. Our Haley Shirky has more with Mr. Regent. Talon Regent just recently won the nomination for NDP candidate for the Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan riding. I talked to Talon about his reaction to getting and what changes he would bring if elected. Well, first of all, congratulations on being the NDP candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan. Thank you. I am very excited. Yeah, so just tell me a little bit about how does it feel? How did you feel when you first found out? When I first found out, I was ecstatic, and I was excited to know that I can get back onto the campaign trail and get back into election mode. I always have the most fun when I'm out fighting for people and fighting to defend people's rights and the interests of our community members. And so being able to get back into the campaign mode, especially considering we're likely to have an election right around the corner, I'm happy to be there again. What made you want to run and what sets you apart from the conservative candidates? What made me want to run is once I became a lawyer, I saw so many different types of injustices in our communities and I saw just how easy it would be to change policies at the top from the federal government that would have sweeping benefits for the people of Canada and for the people of Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan. One of my prime examples is a guy named Luke. I worked with him for years and he died last year during the pandemic because he didn't have access to the medication that he needed. And it boils my blood because conservatives especially, they'll ask, well, how are we supposed to pay for this? And I ask instead, how was Luke supposed to pay for it? He had no opportunity to do so, and he died because, because of it. Setting aside the fact that Pharmacare is a better economic model than our current hodgepodge of insurance and private payments, setting that aside for a moment, Are we as Canadians, are we as the 10th largest economy in the world not prepared to help one another? And that's what sets me apart from whoever becomes the Conservative candidate, is that I care about the people of Canada, and I'm willing to prioritize the people over profit. How will this race affect your law career and your clients? It will likely have an impact on uh, my profitability. Lawyers are very much tied to their billable hour. So the more hours I spend out on the campaign trail means fewer hours I can spend billing to clients. But you know what? I don't work as a lawyer just so that I can bill clients. I work as a lawyer so that I can help people. And if I can help people even more so as a politician, all the better. Tom Lukiski has held this position for several years. What makes you think that people will vote NDP this time around instead of Conservative? People are looking at the political climate and especially at the leaders of the respective parties, and they're very disenchanted with Aaron O'Toole. Even with my friends uh, who support the Conservatives, typically, uh, they look at him and they're not inspired. But they look at Jagmeet Singh and they look at the amount of passion that he brings to the table and they look at the policies that he brings to the table and, and they think, you know what? Yeah, pharmacare makes a lot of sense. Teeth are not simply luxury bones. Dental care makes sense. Optical and mental health care make a lot of sense too. And they look at the forest fires rampaging across the country right now and they think maybe we should be investing more money into staving off climate change so that we don't have to spend billions of dollars fighting all of these forest fires all the time. And so people are starting to wake up to the idea that we need to take bold action if we're going to see meaningful change. What kind of changes would you make if you became the representative for Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan? 
one of the big changes is to become more vocal. If I become our member of parliament for Mushtaw Lake Centre-Lanigan, I do not intend to sit as a backbencher. I do not intend to sit idly by and do nothing while all of the resources from the prairies end up distributed elsewhere. I will be a vocal advocate for our riding, for our community, and for our province. On top of that, I'm not going to be focused on special interest groups. I'm not going to be interested in shelling out billions of dollars in subsidies to corporations. I'm going to be looking at the mom and pop shops. I'm going to be looking at the entrepreneurs. And those are the people that I'm going to support. Well, awesome, Talon. That was pretty much every question that I had. Is there anything else that we might have missed that you would like to add? I just wanted to mention how excited I am to have this privilege. I want to mention how much I appreciated having a nomination contest against Aaron Hittlebo, who was a fantastic person to run against. We would have had an excellent candidate either way, but I'm going to have a lot of fun on the campaign trail, and I'm going to have a lot of passion that I bring to Ottawa as well. Now when, if there's a federal election, we'll have Talon Regent running locally for the NDP, and Fraser Tommy seeking the seat as a member of the Conservative Party of Canada. Again, that story is on discovermoosejaw.com today. We'll take a time out and be back and uh, give you an update on a story that broke over the weekend. A dangerous crash over on South Hill. That story's next, 800-CHAB. Hey, did you see the weather warning? Yep, saw it on discovermoosejaw.com. Well, did you hear about the game last night? Of course. It was on the news this morning. How do you stay on top of it all? DiscoverMooseJaw.com Moosejaw news, weather, and sports anytime, anywhere. 24-7, right at your fingertips at DiscoverMooseJaw.com A few months ago, online shopping stepped into the spotlight. Okay, it was thrust into the spotlight. E-commerce was on every business owner's mind, and still is. Amidst store closures, reduced hours, and uncertainty of the future, now is the time to open your online store. Homefield can help with e-commerce website solutions tailored to your business. A business you can operate 24-7, selling products your customers can buy 24-7, and you can still operate your brick-and-mortar business. E-commerce? Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. You can see the update to this story on discovermoosejaw.com today under the headline, Update, Driver Who Struck Tree and Four Other Cars Was Fleeing Police. It's a story we first brought to you on the weekend on discovermoosejaw.com. You can read the update right now. Our uh, Daniel McElroy has more. Staff Sergeant Elder, we got the report last Saturday that a vehicle on Lillooet Street East had collided with a number of cars and a tree. We now learn that the driver was being pursued by the Moosejaw Police Service. Was the driver the only person in the vehicle and why were they fleeing from the police in the first place? Yes, they're just the, just the driver was in the vehicle. So just the driver and lone, lone occupant were extracted by the Moosejaw Fire Department. Uh, so there's no other occupants in the vehicle, just the driver was the only person in there. Uh, we have a provincial pursuit policy, so all of our actions are dictated by a provincial oversight body. So a couple things go into whenever we have a vehicle that evades us. There's only a, a few things that we can uh, pursue for. Like We can't pursue them just because they're pursuing. There has to be an actual criminal offence that has occurred. Uh, so, for example, and I'm obviously not saying this happened, but if you know if somebody was involved in uh, you know a kidnapping or something like that, you know that would give us grounds to pursue. But just the fact that they're pursuing us doesn't give us grounds to to follow that vehicle. Um, and again, you know, as for why they why they fled, you know, I think there's only one person that can that can actually say that, and that would the that would have been the driver. But but uh, presumably there was an initial incident that they were fleeing from, right? Like they they just wouldn't see a police vehicle and start fleeing, you know? Yeah. So so this particular vehicle that the officer was driving is equipped with an ALPR, which is the automated license plate reader. 
so a lot of times, and I don't know if you've seen them, they, they kind of look like they're they're glowing in the dark. They got the red infrared lights on the on the light bars. So you know, as as our officers drive around, those uh, license plate readers are are actively reading plates. Um, so whether this officer got hit got a hit um, based on you know the vehicle was expired, or maybe the 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 driver had a you know expired driver's license or suspended driver's license, um, that could have initiated the traffic stop, and then and then from there again, uh, their actions are dictated by what. Uh, what the driver was doing at the time. Um, I don't see that drugs or alcohol was was a factor, but again, it, it's still uh, it's still under investigation. So I don't have a whole bunch of information for you. Okay, uh, not to belabor the point, but I'm just wanting to get this this straight here. So a police officer would have read the license plate, turned on their siren, hoping for the um, for the driver to pull over, and the driver instead chose to flee the scene and 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 speed away. Yeah, this this particular one, um, the officer turned on their their emergency equipment, which would be the lights, and that that created the uh, reaction of the driver. He just he fled from there. Yeah, it was just a straight uh, straight evade. So our officer was actually in the process of of terminating the pursuit, and that's when the uh, subject vehicle had the collision. So I can say it was a very short pursuit on our end. Our officer, you know, attempted a vehicle stop, and uh, that driver evaded and ended up losing control of the vehicle and, and having that collision. Okay. Okay. So it, it happened in a in a residential area, and then uh, a number of parked vehicles on the side of the road were were damaged, right? You bet. Yep. Uh, from what we saw, the driver ended up hitting one of the trees along the side of the road, right? Yeah. The report says four vehicles and then a tree. That that would have led to the hundred thousand dollars damage, just the accumulation of the four vehicles. Okay, and uh, as you say, still under investigation. Um, I don't is 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 fleeing from a officer in that sense strictly a crime or or anything like yeah, that Yeah, absolutely um evading uh evading police is well it's called flight from police uh which is a criminal offense so yes i, I would i think it's fair to say it's fair to say the charges are pending and there there will be some sort of criminal charges coming out of this okay or is there anything that we might have missed that you think that we should add you know, this particular situation, there there was another uh, motorist between the police car and, and the evading vehicle, and then that, um, that civilian did pull to the right, so I think it's important to remind people that when they do see the lights behind them, it, it's very helpful to pull to the right because, um, you know, sometimes our, our officers are going at a high rate of speed or the person they may be trying to stop are, are going at a high rate of speed. So when you do see those emergency equipment on, uh, it's, it's very helpful for, for everyone to pull to the side of the road just to clear a path, whether it's for the police or for maybe a subject vehicle that might be trying to evade police. Uh, the side of the road can be the safest spot for them. Staff Sergeant Taylor Elder of the uh, Moose Jaw Police Service. Our thanks to him for explaining. And yes, when you see lights in your rearview mirror pull over... I, I remember when I was a kid, actually, when I first got my driver's license back in the 80s. I mean, if you saw lights, that's, you just pulled over like right now. And, and, and I don't think anybody else had a problem with that. But I see all the time now ambulances, fire trucks, police vehicles, and people just aren't pulling over. They're like, well, I've got to turn here. No, get out of the way. Anyway, that could be a daily commentary, couldn't it? I think I've done that one before. Hey, we'll take a break and come back. And a little little good news here. Looking forward to fall and all the uh, recreational opportunities we have in the community. We're going to check in with Recreation Services Supervisor Shelley Howe on the Heartland at Noon. Coming right up. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. How does a TV comedy writer become a piece of music history? In the case of Mason Williams, it was a bit of an accident. In 1968, Williams was the head writer on the popular Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. He was also an accomplished guitar player, and he wanted to write a piece of music that would show off his considerable ability. That led to the masterpiece Classical Gas, a song that broke into the top ten on almost every major record chart in the world that year. The song won three Grammy Awards in 1969 and has been touted as as the all-time number one instrumental played on North American radio. And that's no joke. This has been another rock and roll history lesson brought to you by Culligan Water and Moose Jaw. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery. Putting your name on almost anything since 1989. KCSMarketing.ca. Thanks for supporting local. Dignity Bath. Safety. Comfort. Dignity and Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB.
Discover Bootstraw Weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Mainly cloudy this afternoon with a chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Hazy, high of 19. Mainly cloudy tonight with a chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm, but clearing overnight. Hazy, low of 10. Increasing clouds Tuesday. Hazy, wind west gusting to 50 with a high of 20. A mix of sun and cloud for Wednesday. Windy, high of 23. A mix of sun and cloud for Thursday, high of 23. And Friday, sunny with a high of 26. For a complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Blaze Wozniak. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. We've been doing it for years, and it's had several different names over the years. Uh, it just started out as the Grain Rush in the spring and the fall. Then it was Seed and Feed for a while, and then... And then the pandemic hit in 2020, so we've changed a few things. But uh, it's back. It's free food for you and your harvest crew this fall. And this time around, we're calling it Farm It Forward. 800 CHAB, Global Agris Solutions, bringing you Farm It Forward. It's been uh, quite a year for everyone out in the fields, and we're giving you a chance to farm it forward this harvest season. Tell us a bit about your farming operation and share a photo and pick another area producer to win a free meal as well. So you'll each get hooked up with a $50 gift card for onestopeats.ca. Enter to win a free meal for your crew from onestopeats.ca and then farm it forward. At the Big Rack Pup Show, a one lucky farming operation is going to win the grand prize. And again, it's a $1,000 Express SG herbicide package from Parrish and Heimbecker. September 7th, it'll be a special edition of the Total Request Lunch on Country 100 and the Heartland at Noon right here on CHAB. And you could be a big winner. It's Farm It Forward. The, the contest actually starts next week, but we want you to get entered now. The grand prize draw, the wrap-up show, September 7th at noon. It's Farm It Forward, all brought to you by JGL Commodities, Ag West Service, Factory Optical, OneStopEats.ca, and, of course, 800CHAB. You can find all the information you need and get entered under quick links on discovermoosejaw.com today. Parks and Rec, the city of Moose Jaw, will soon have registration for upcoming community programming. In fact, they're looking for some leadership, facilitators, if you will, for some of the programming they have planned. And they're open to new ideas as well. We're catching up with Recreation Services Supervisor Shelley Howe on the Heartland at Noon. It's so good to get back to the new normal. Just a few weeks ago, we went wide open. The City of Moose Jaw facilities are open for our use again. Yara Center's open. The Kinsman Sportsplex is open for swimming. Of course, the Phyllis Dewar Pool is still open for the rest of the summer. And it's time to look ahead to fall. Shelley Howe from the City of Moose Jaw's Parks and Recreation Department joining us now to talk about fall program registration, which uh, gets underway August the 24th. Right, Shelley? Yeah, you bet. That's the day that registration opens for all city recreation fall programs. Uh, we'll have recreation available at all city facilities, and we are excited to get back into the schools this fall and do some community programming again. Yeah, the community programming takes place in a number of gyms around the city, and uh, it's it's quite it's actually a growing list of activities for people to get involved with. It's uh, it's been wonderful over the last several years. You bet. We are always looking for community-minded folks that have gifts and talents to share with others uh, to add to the list of programs that we already offer. So if anybody out there uh, has something that they feel they'd want to share, they can sure get in touch with us at recreation at musjo.ca and let us know what, what they'd like to do and we'll get a program set up. Over the course of the last several years, the City of Musjo has produced a, a a recreation guide for the community. I'm assuming that's in the works again? We do have a recreation guide. It looks a little different than it used to. Uh, actually, our recreation guide is available right at the same place that you register. If you go to moosejaw.ca and choose the online recreation registration link, 
a list of all of our programs and fitness classes and learn to swim classes are all right there for you to see the schedule. And the great part about it is it's never outdated because we just add to it all the time. So you can see what's happening uh, all the time just at the touch of a fingertip. Give us an idea of the kind of uh, recreation we have available uh, coming up this fall, the, the stuff that's ready to go. Sure, you bet. So, of course, like we mentioned, there's uh, lots of fitness happening over at Yara Center uh, at the Kinsman Sportsplex. We've got our Learn to Swim program for all ages as well as advanced swimming training. And in the schools, we're working on getting some badminton in there, uh, some pickleball, uh, and we're just adding to those programs all the time. We're hoping to see the return of dance classes and, and looking for more community leaders to share, to share some gifts with us as well. Now, um, some of the programming uh, in the community is free, but in some cases there are fees. You bet, yeah. We, uh, we like to make sure that we're just covering our expenses and uh, there will be small fees for most programs to participate in, and, uh, but very, very reasonably priced that, that most folks should be able to afford them. I think that on August 24th, you get ready to register for fall programs and keep checking back so that you know all the new programs that are being offered. And we should stress, this is for everyone in the community, everybody, all ages. You bet. We've got programs from toddlers right up until uh, active older adults. And, and like I said, we're always adding to the complement of programs and excited to see what the fall's going to bring. Registration for 2021 fall fitness classes, learn to swim, and all the community recreation programs opening on Tuesday, August 24th. And again, like Shelley said, the city is looking for leaders in the community for the recreation program. So if you're a community-minded person with a passion to share your talents with others, fitness, crafting, cooking, or other skills, you're invited to apply. And again, all the information is available on the City of Moose Jaw's website, moosejaw.ca. And uh, if you'd like to submit a proposal uh, and any applicable qualifications, if you'd like to be a leader, recreation at moosejaw.ca. Anything else we need to add, Shelley? I think that sums it up just perfectly. And we're looking forward to keeping everyone active and healthy this fall. There you go. We'll take a time out on the Heartland at noon and be back with uh, one more interview, getting the kids ready to get back to school, specifically first-time school bus riders. There's a program coming up for uh, kids who have, well, young people who have going to catch the school bus for the first time, uh, whether they're in school or not. Some kids might have to catch the bus now. Anyway, there's a program coming up to get the kids comfortable with riding the school bus, and we'll have that story next. Heartland at noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Blaze Wozniak. We spoke with Jen Angus, Executive Director of the Moose Jaw Transition House, about their upcoming charity golf tournament. August 19th at the Deer Ridge Golf and Country Club in partnership with Investment Planning Council. It's $125 per person or $400 for a team of four golfers. That includes your green fees, your cart, dinner, prizes, welcome bags, and a barbecue lunch sponsored by Co-op. The funds raised at this event directly go towards helping uh, the women and children in need of our services. To register or to donate a prize or be a whole sponsor, they can call 693-6511, extension 3, or they can email Contact at mj-transitionhouse.com. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Magnuson Trucking. They now have three Super Bs to make grain hauling that much easier. For custom grain, fertilizer, and gravel hauling, call Svan at 642-7577. Jones Park View Funeral Services. You are their focus. Providing support during a difficult time. Going above and beyond is their mission. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Prairie South and Holy Trinity teaming up on First Rider Program. It's a story you can see on Discover Moose Jaw. The First Rider Program back again this year after they were forced to cancel it in the summer of 2020. A partnership between Prairie South and Holy Trinity School Divisions. The event introduces new students to the experience and procedures of riding the school bus for the first time. Director of Education for Prairie South, Ryan Bowen, with our Daniel McElroy on the Heartland at Noon. Okay, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about this event and its purpose? 
Yeah, for sure. So the first rider program was established in uh, in 2018, and really the intent of it was to provide experience for you know for our young students, introduce them to bus safety procedures and protocols, and allow them to have a a chance to ride the school bus and just get get acquainted with that experience before before the school year starts. Okay, and so how does this program differ from some of the uh, ones that would have been held in previous years? Well, we, there was, we didn't have the event last year because of COVID. Um, you know, we started the program in 2018, so it was new at that time, and we just thought it was important that, that we provided those experiences to our, to our, you know, to our new young students. And, and then in 2019, we, you know, we brought Holy Trinity uh, sort of into the mix because they, too, have, have new young riders. So, um, you know, with the COVID break, we're, 2021 is, will be, I guess, our third year of doing it, and, and we're excited to have the opportunity to, to have, our, you know, have our little people back uh, getting the, the first rider experience. Absolutely. And I mean, it can be a going to school for the first time can be a pretty uh, intimidating experience for a, a little one. And um, riding the bus for a first time is a is a big part of that. And but it can also be a really uh, exciting part of it, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think what we found is that, um, you, you know, they're, they're quite excited to to take part. They're quite excited to get on the bus the first time. Um, you know, they're excited to get to school. And so this is for sure, this is just part of part of getting to school and creating a welcome environment for our students and just letting them have a a fun experience before school starts. So, you know, it gives them something to look forward to when when school starts in in early September. Will will, uh, students be able to meet um, their their bus driver for the first time there or just, just get used to the experience in general? Yeah, it's more just the experience in general. Um, it, it it depends on how many students sign up, and and you know it's more of the bus ride experience rather than riding their true route or riding their true route with their driver. Um, it's so that when they when they first have you know get on for the start of the year, they're familiar with you know how it works and sort of some of our expectations and safety things, and 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 at the same time we want them to have a you know a unique, enjoyable, fun experience with their first ride. And of course, it's for the parents' peace of mind as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is for sure. So parents can come, and and well, they will come, and they'll and they'll bring their you know bring their children for the first ride. So they they get uh, you know a chance to see how things go, and and uh, you know and meet people, and so that's that's a positive part of it as well. And I know in the past you've been able to have some uh, some uh, local dignitaries, as it were, attend. Uh, I know Mayor Tolmi stopped by once, and Chief uh, Barassa a couple times. Are you going to be uh, seeing attendances from them as well? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Um, like, I, I've just officially started a couple of days ago. I plan on being there. I'm going to work with the transportation department and see sort of, you know, who else we can invite. But, but we, I mean, if, if people are available, uh, we would love to have them attend for sure. Okay, Ryan, give us a, a few more of the concrete de- details. Uh, I think pre-registration is required and the, the when and the where's and everything. Yeah, so pre-registration is, is required. And so... The, the first ride is, um, is taking place at Lindale. Uh, program start time is 2 p.m. on August 19th. And then there's also an evening session that starts at 6 p.m. also at Lindale um, on August 19th. And uh, the day before that at St. Margaret's School on August 18th, there's a morning session at 10 and an evening session at 6 p.m. There you go. Our thanks to Ryan Bowen, the new Director of Education for the Prairie South School Division, for bringing us up to date. And you can get uh, that information, that story, uh, for the kids or the grandkids on the Prairie South School Division Facebook page. That's uh, where we found it. We'll take a time out, and we'll be back. My daily commentary wraps up the show next. It's um, Memories of 1988. On this day in 1988, do you remember where you were? August 9th, 1988? You might remember exactly where you were when I tell you the story. Stay with me. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Parish and Heinbecker Moose Jaw, focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Kelsey Nall of Moose Jaw's Parish and Heinbecker. The busy season is upon us, so save yourself some time. Download the PH app to track your contracts or look at current spot pricing. Sign up for Direct Deposit 2 to save yourself a trip down to pick up a check. And as always, give us a call to put in any targets or discuss any fertilizer or chemical needs you may have. Count on experience, count on expertise, count on Parrish and Heinbecker, moving tradition forward. What will the weather be like tomorrow? Go to discovermoosejaw.com. How can I enter to win amazing prizes? Go to discovermoosejaw.com. 
What about buying or selling items? Go to discovermoosejaw.com. Find everything happening in Moose Jaw right at your fingertips. Just go to discovermoosejaw.com. Tuesdays are for seniors at Great Canadian Oil Change. Anyone 60 and over can save $5 on a conventional oil change or get 10 bucks off a semi or full synthetic oil change every single Tuesday at Great Canadian Oil Change. It was August 9th, 1988. It was a warm, sunny day in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I remember it well, because when the big news broke, I took the CHAB microphone to Main Street to get reaction from locals. Most I talked to were in a state of disbelief, just like I was. It was on that day the Edmonton Oilers traded the great one, Wayne Gretzky, to the Los Angeles Kings. Remember? A sports story, a hockey story, was the top story across the country. Back in those days, we got our national and regional news on the Canadian press broadcast news teletype machine. Bells would ring if they were sending a big story. I'd never heard the bells go off like they did that day. I got reaction from a number of local business people and downtown shoppers alike that day, and I'll never forget one young man in particular. I asked him what he thought about Gretzky getting traded, and he said, I don't care. It's all fake anyway. I said, fake? Hockey's not fake. And he looked at me like I was an idiot, and he said, yes, it is. I'm Rob Carney.